is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into today's episode. We have been following this case since the day the news broke last weekend. And since then, we have gotten so many requests to cover Kylie's story um, because this story is happening now. So please don't forget to share. And thank you so much to everybody who has messaged us about this case. And by the way, also, since we don't know currently if Kylie is alive or deceased, and we're hoping she's alive, we're going to refer to her today in the present tense. This is one of those cases where time is really of the essence. So again, like Daphne said, please share this case. Make sure that you get it out there as much as you can. So today we're going to give you guys all the up-to-date information, and we're recording this as late as we can so that everything is up-to-date. So again, thank you for tuning in, and, and let's talk about the details. All right, guys, this is episode 227 of Going West, so let's get into it. got a very different kind of sponsor for this episode, The Jordan Harbinger Show, a podcast you should definitely check out since you're a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by interesting people. The Jordan Harbinger Show covers such a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with heavy-hitting guests. And there are a ton of episodes that you're going to find interesting. Jordan is super charismatic and well-voiced, so I loved listening to his recent episode with Susan Casey called Unraveling Mysteries in the Ocean's Darkest Depths. It was so creepy and interesting, and he goes across every category with other episodes like Romance Twister, My Mister Once Dated My Sister, or his monthly Skeptical Sunday episodes about controversial topics from crystal healing to cannabis to Ouija boards. There is something for everyone. We really enjoy this show, and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com slash start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I've never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you. 
On August 5th, 2022, a 16-year-old girl went to a campground party near her California home and didn't return. When records showed her phone last pinged at the campground before going dead minutes after she supposedly left, her family feared for the worst. Both she and her car are still missing, with few clues as to what could have happened to her. This is the story of Kylie Rodney. Kylie Rodney was born on September 1st, 2005 to parents Lindsay and Daniel Rodney in California, and she was raised in Truckee alongside her younger brother Shep, who is half her age. Truckee is a rural town located in the mountains of Northern California, and it's known for logging and ice harvesting. It's just 30 minutes north of beautiful Lake Tahoe, meaning it's also that same distance from the Nevada state border, and Truckee hosts about 16,000 people presently. Kylie has always been a huge music lover, and she has played instruments since she was very young, including the guitar. And something she loves doing is playing guitar alongside her grandpa David while he plays the cello. And her love of music didn't go away as she grew up, but only grew with time, which is why she worked so hard to graduate high school early so she could study music at Sierra College this coming fall of 2022. So even though she's only 16 years old right now and turning 17 in a couple weeks on September 1st, since we're recording this on August 15th, she graduated from Forest Charter School early, which is a public school in Truckee, just this past June of 2022 with an honors diploma. And she had been torn between studying medicine and music, but ultimately decided on music and was super excited to begin Sierra College, which is just outside of Sacramento, so an hour and 20 minutes or so from her home in Truckee. Now, 10 days before we're recording this episode, Kylie was newly graduated again in June and enjoying her summer break in Truckee, with college starting in September. There was a huge party being held on Friday, August 5th, 2022, at the Prosser Family Campground at an area that's referred to as the Sanctuary, where over 100 people, both minors and young adults, and reportedly up to 300 people, gathered as a somewhat delayed end-of-school party but we also read some sources refer to it as the end of summer party. So either way, there was gonna be this big get together. Now, Prosser Family Campground is located 10 miles north of Truckee, and it's part of the Tahoe National Forest, boasting 29 campsites next to the Prosser Creek Reservoir, which is a popular spot for kayaking, swimming, fishing, and canoeing. Though, it doesn't appear that any campsites are actually on the water, just a short distance from it in the mostly forested areas. So, Kylie was planning on attending this campground party with friends, though she had originally planned to go to a vintage car show that night, but changed her mind. But before heading there, she stopped at a local business. That, from photos, appears to potentially be like a gas station convenience store, or something of that type, something in that realm. But all that's actually been released is that it was a trucky business. There's surveillance footage of her inside this business captured at 6.08pm 
where she can be seen wearing a black spaghetti strap bodysuit, green Dickies pants, and black vans. And in the photo, she appears to be smiling. And this business is located 10 minutes south of the Prosser family campground. So it appears that she was very close to the campground at that point. Yeah, and also, you know, this is hours before the party. So her going to this probable convenience store might not be relevant, but it's just like the last actual footage of her other than uh, just various videos and photos of her at the party. So when police found it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, we're piecing together the timeline. She stopped here. Maybe it's not relevant, but she looked like she was in a good mood. She was smiling. Everything seemed fine. Since she was still just 16 on this day, her mom had a curfew of 11.30 p.m. set for her and knew that she was attending the party. So Kylie originally planned to be back by 11.30 p.m. Like Heath mentioned, this party was big, with 300 young people or so reportedly in attendance, including high schoolers and college students, but also somewhat older adults, like late 20s or older, that many of the teenagers didn't reportedly know. And this was actually only supposed to be a party for a few dozen high schoolers, but many more people showed up. So it seems that the word really spread about this party. And as I'll explain later, there were like flyers posted in other cities. So I don't know if the person throwing the party did that or somebody else did it, trying to make this like a huge banger. I don't know. But drugs, i.e. cocaine, shrooms, weed, and alcohol were also in attendance that evening, as it, as it goes, uh, you know, meaning lots of underage drinking and drug doing. And Kylie was partaking in at least drinking that evening. She arrived at about 9.45 p.m. around the time the party started, and according to witnesses at the party, she was having a great time, she was laughing a lot, and she was going around to different groups talking to a bunch of people. No one noticed anyone acting weird or suspicious around her at all, and many reported that for the most part, it was a pretty chill party. And we'll talk about this later as well, that apparently some fights broke out, but it wasn't reportedly anything serious yeah it was just mostly it was just a bunch of people drinking and and hanging out together it wasn't anything too too wild allegedly now multiple people sorry i keep saying i'm going to keep saying allegedly reportedly just because this is so such a new story so there's still so much information coming out so forewarning um multiple people who know kylie noticed that she was quite drunk at the party and was stumbling around a bit which was definitely an issue since she had driven her silver 2013 Honda CRV there that night. And it didn't appear that she could drive home safely at all. Like those who saw her said, she's too drunk to drive. Yeah, not in the, not in the best condition to drive. Right. At 11 p.m., so a little over an hour after she arrived, Kylie and her friend Sammy charged their phones in Kylie's car. And then at about this point, her friend Sammy had decided against getting a ride home from Kylie since Kylie was intoxicated. So she planned to get a ride from someone else. Like we mentioned, Kylie's curfew was, you know, generally 1130 p.m. And that's when her parents expected her home from this party. But at 1130, she texted her mom and asked her if she could extend her curfew to 1230 a.m., so an hour later. And here is what her mom stated to the media later. Quote, I extended her curfew. I had done it before and felt safe. She texted me at 11.30 p.m. to say she would be leaving at 12.15 a.m. to come home. 
I told her to be safe and that I loved her. And she said, okay, mom, I love you too. That was the last I heard from her. 30 minutes after Lindsay, who again is Kylie's mom, exchanged texts with Kylie, Kylie was seen still at the party at about midnight, likely getting ready to head home. But she was allegedly still at the party at 12.25 a.m. when she and Sammy said goodbye to each other and both left separately. But it seems like Sammy has gotten a couple details mixed up, so this could be a product of that. And it seems a lot of people are curious about Kylie and Sammy's relationship, with some even saying that they weren't friends and don't follow each other on Instagram, which they don't because I checked. But I just want to kind of talk about this for a second because a lot of the people who emailed us about this case were like, Kylie's friends are really sketchy. So I want to like go into that for a second. So Kylie seemingly has two Instagram pages. Uh, one of them only has seven posts. Two, she has 224 followers and she's following 131 people. And the other has zero posts, 291 followers, so a little bit more. And she's following 729 people, so a lot more than her other account. But both accounts are private. Uh, one has a bunch of emojis in the bio, like a, a fir tree, music notes, the sun, mountains, the moon, a dolphin. And it says 2023 with a graduation cap next to it. But as we know, she graduated in 2022. So this account probably is not used at all. Again, she has like seven posts on that. Yeah. And a lot of times people will, you know, kind of want a fresh start with their Instagram and they'll kind of basically just leave the old one and let that go and take all their posts down. So that's kind of what I'm assuming is going on here. Yeah, and maybe she, because the other one only has seven posts, it doesn't seem like she really used that one either. So sure. maybe she just wasn't like a big Instagram gal, totally fair. Um, but the other one, uh, the bio of the Instagram with the seven posts, um, it's a sublime lyric and it says, a cigarette pressed between her lips, but I'm staring at her tits, it's the wrong way. But anyway, I just wanted to mention this because, uh, like I said, a lot of listeners who wrote in are talking about her friends. And, you know, I can't confirm, like, it seems like her friends are trying to help, but I don't know. Because a lot of people have also pointed out that if Sammy wanted to get a ride from someone else because Kylie was drunk, but didn't offer Kylie a ride home too, that's very dangerous. And it kind of makes her complicit in her friend potentially driving home drunk, right? Sure. And then Sammy has also said this to the media, quote, There was a lot of guys that did approach us. Definitely, I was getting a gut feeling that during the party that something, something just didn't feel right with the number of people that were there and how old some of these people were. From the number of people who did show up, it was scary. It was really scary. So that's angering people as well, that she also had a bad feeling about the party, but left drunk Kylie alone to drive herself home. But yeah, all, all this does matter because if someone is lying or they don't have their story straight, this muddies the investigation. But pretty much everyone in question was getting wasted that night. So it does make sense if your story is not 100% clear. However, if people in Kylie's life know what happened and aren't telling police, that's a big deal, and, and many people are speculating that that is the case. Yeah, and it definitely could be the case, but also I think as far as, you know, going back to the whole situation of Sammy not offering Kylie a ride as well, you know, like you said, they're young, they are drinking. Sammy might not be in the right state of mind to be thinking, 
oh, I need to, you know, I need to get my friend a ride as well. She's probably looking out for herself at that point and saying, I need to get myself home safely. Well, right. And and I do see maybe where she would be coming from if Kylie had her car. But it's also like, if this is your good friend and you care about her, you might want to make sure she gets home safe like many of us would do for our friends. So I think many people are looking at it from that angle. Like, is Sammy telling the truth? Can we trust her? Is she even a good friend? Because it doesn't seem like it. But I don't know her, so yeah. I'm just telling you what I'm reading. The hardest part is to speculate on a situation in which you weren't there. You know, yeah. like it's a very hard thing to do because we don't know the dynamic between Sammy and Kylie. Exactly. Like you said, we don't even know if they're great friends or what the circumstances are or were that night. So it's yeah. just very hard to tell. Yeah, just want to touch on it. We we will bring it up again, but I, a lot of people are are mentioning this. So right. So it's important. So let's get back to the timeline here. So Kylie was reportedly last seen at twelve thirty a.m. leaving this campground, but when her mom woke up the next morning, which uh, was Saturday, August sixth, two thousand twenty-two, at about eight a.m., she realized Kylie was not home. So she grabbed her phone and checked for Kylie's location, and it said her last known location was near the Prosser campground, but the last time her phone was on was at 12.33 a.m., three minutes after she was supposed to arrive at her family home in Truckee, just 15 or so minutes from this campground. So what happened in the three minutes between when she left the party and when her phone turned off. And as we will talk about this throughout the episode, that just seems so fast for something to happen, especially because we know somebody saw her less than 10 minutes before her phone would have gone off. And I watched a ton of press conferences about this case and just kind of heard police talking about how her phone pinged near the water, near the reservoir. But as we know with cell phone pings, they're not exact. So usually it's just in this big circular area more so it's pinging somewhere within that but on find my friends you're on my find my friends so if if usually if i'm not at home and i check your location for whatever reason it'll show at our house right so sometimes it is exact but with this in particular they said that it pinged near the water but that didn't necessarily mean she was in the water or near the water it could have been the whole area it's just like really hard to say but that is what police said it wasn't pinpointed Right. But the other thing that's really interesting to me is that, you know, going back, Sammy and Kylie were charging their phones in Kylie's car. So we know that there was a charger in Kylie's car. Right. Which is interesting that if she left in her car, she probably would have plugged her phone in, I'm assuming. Right. And maybe we could assume that if she went to go charge it at 11 p.m., it probably didn't have a lot of battery. But if she'd left it to charge for a while with Sammy, which they both did then I don't really see it dying at 11, or sorry, at 12.33 a.m. Yeah, definitely. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better... This improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volix XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. So at 9 a.m. on Saturday, Kylie was planning to meet her friends to go on a camping trip for the weekend. But by then, she still wasn't even home. And by the way, you know, this is an hour after her mom woke up and realized that Kylie was not there. It didn't make any sense as to why she wasn't, since she had talked to her mom about being home at 12.30 a.m., and even said that she was heading straight home and also had this camping trip with her friends planned. Exactly. And just to be clear, everyone, as far as police have released, it doesn't seem like anyone specifically at this point has come forward and said that they saw her drive off-site in her car. So it seems like she was seen maybe heading out possibly, but not actually driving away. And also a friend of Kylie's claims that Kylie had planned on spending the night at the campground, but considering she told her mom otherwise so soon before she was supposed to leave and didn't appear to have slept at the campground, we are just going to assume that she planned to leave that night after all. But that is something that is so frustrating about this case is that nobody actually saw her leave, saw if she was alone, saw if she went into somebody else's car, saw if she went into her own car, things like that. And we can also assume there's still a ton of people at this party since it only started roughly two and a half hours before she would have left. So we can imagine that people would be partying into the wee hours of the morning. Oh, sure. I don't think that the party was just going to end at 1230 when Kylie's leaving. Yeah, exactly. So how many people were there at that time? We don't know. So after Lindsay, Kylie's mom, realized that her daughter hadn't come home the night before, and even more alarming, her last ping was at the campground she was supposed to have left nearly eight hours earlier, Lindsay set off for the local Starbucks to meet Kylie's friends and see if Kylie would show up for the camping trip, since they had planned to all meet at Starbucks at 9 a.m., 9 a.m., and then head out from there. So Lindsay waited alongside Kylie's friends, 
But when she didn't show, Lindsay really felt like something was wrong. So she began reaching out to other friends and family, just trying to figure out if anyone had seen her. And when that didn't bring answers, she reported 16-year-old Kylie Rodney missing. Considering Kylie was a minor, police jumped on her case right away and began searching the campground for clues and trying to question anyone they could that went to the party, which proved to be very difficult. According to a friend of Kylie's, again, Sammy, there was some fighting at this party and lots of drinking and weed smoking. And this is what she said, quote, I think a lot of them were scared to talk. They were engaging in illegal activity in the woods. It's like this Lord of the Flies space where they can just be. She then added, quote, We've said over and over again, we're not investigating any of you. We're partnering with you in an investigation for a missing person. This isn't about things you shouldn't have done. But it's also hard because there are so many teenagers. What are their relationships like with their parents? That can define a lot of what they're going to say. Are they used to hiding everything? They're afraid of the consequences and how they're going to be viewed, how their parents are going to react. But at this point, it's like, who cares? We need to find her. So obviously she's speaking from this investigative point, investigative point of view because she's helping the family and she's out there searching for Kylie as well. So she's making a good point. Like if you were a 16 year old drinking alcohol or smoking weed, who gives a shit? Like the police aren't yeah. going to get you in trouble. Yeah, we need to get past that point. There's something much more uh, important here, and that's finding Kylie. Yeah, it police... doesn't matter if you were doing drugs yeah. or, or whatever it was. Right, because police don't care about busting these kids for doing drugs and drinking alcohol. They're more so trying to bust somebody for potentially having something to do with Kylie's disappearance. Yeah. So regarding the thought that Kylie had run away on her own... Her mom, Lindsay, stated, quote, My daughter is not the runaway type. Not to stigmatize kids who are, but my daughter is not. As we discussed, Kylie's phone last pinged at 12.33 a.m. near the campground, and then it reportedly was turned off or broken. And again, we know that it more than likely wouldn't have died because she charged it in her car at 11 p.m. But her friend Sammy Smith claims that at 12.36 a.m., so three minutes after Kylie's phone last pinged, Kylie called her. Here's what Sammy told The Independent. Quote, at 12.36 a.m., she called me, and this is the last call anybody had with her. We said, love you, good night, get home safe, and that's the last thing we heard from her. Kylie was apparently confirming that Sammy did get another ride, but other sources say that this phone call occurred at 12.25 a.m., so 11 minutes earlier. And it really does matter in regards to what happened, because it seems like something happened just after 12.30 a.m. But we are waiting for police to release the information on her phone data. Which will really help. Yeah, of course. It'll help a lot. So Sammy also claimed that she could hear party music in the background, indicating that Kylie was at the party and heading out while the call was made. But is this true? I mean, we don't know. Well, the call happening at 12.25 a.m. wouldn't make sense because that's when, according to Sammy, she and Kylie said bye to each other in person. So I did see various reports say that this call happened at 12.25, others saying it happened at 12.36. But like you said from that independent article, um, Sammy specifically says at 12.36 a.m. That is the time she is stating. But 
as we know, like I just said, 11 minutes earlier, they had allegedly departed in person. So it doesn't really make sense that Kylie would be calling her 11 minutes later saying, hey, do you need a ride if they just had that conversation? That's why this part is so confusing. I mean, unless, I guess unless she just wanted to double check and say, hey, are you sure like you're good? kind of thing but you know I don't know yeah and uh, I mean some people are saying maybe she was so intoxicated or possibly she was drugged and it was affecting her short-term memory like you can speculate till the cows come home yes you you really can yeah so let's talk a little bit about the reservoir that's next to the campground so this reservoir is man-made and it spans 760 acres across but it does flow into a couple different rivers as well Now, considering this was so close to where Kylie was last seen, divers and swimmers were deployed for multiple days into the lake. But this was a difficult job. So at its deepest, the reservoir is 57 feet deep. But the issue is how muddy the ground is. So visibility just gets terrible as you go down. And divers were essentially searching with their hands down there. But nothing was found. And even upon searching the campground and the areas surrounding it, no links to Kylie were made at all. Within just a couple days of Kylie being missing, police were considering that she was abducted. Kylie's friend Anna stated, quote, She wasn't in a state where she could have driven very far. She was inebriated. We did a thorough search of the woods where the party was, and now we're going to smaller towns. We believe she was taken. Nobody we know left with her. Nobody else is missing from the party. We don't know if it was someone who was attending the party or a predator. We also don't know if there's someone she planned to go and meet who we don't know about yet. It's a nightmare. And I do also want to mention that she did tell her mom she was going straight home. And she had this camping trip just hours later in the early morning. So I I would imagine she'd want to get a nice good sleep after drinking and, you know, go hang out with her friends. Yeah, that's one detail we can't forget about in this case. Totally. So on Sunday, August 7th, 2022, so less than two days after Kylie went missing, the Placer County Sheriff's Office established a tip line for information leading to her whereabouts, and a massive search began. A girl named Magdalena, who was apparently a very close friend of Kylie's, was also at the party that night, but she barely stayed at all. Here's what she had to say, quote, Within the only 10 minutes that I was there, I literally had a group of five guys try to come get me to take as many bong rips as I could, forcefully, without my boyfriend present. Now, regarding if Kylie had a boyfriend or was seeing anyone, she didn't and apparently wasn't. But there was someone, but according to most reports about him, he's considered to be an ex since he moved out of the area, but the two were still in contact. Right, so we can't confirm if they're actively boyfriend-girlfriend. I know they were dating at least um, before August of 2021, so they were together for probably a, a decent amount of time, but we don't know if they're still dating or if this is her technical ex-boyfriend. Right, and his name is Jagger Westfall and reportedly lives in the Napa Valley area, so nearly three hours from Truckee. And on the night that Kylie went missing, they were texting briefly. That evening, Jagger texted Kylie that he had a bad day and explained why. 
And here's what Jagger said he received in a response. Quote, At 10.30 p.m., she responded to what I said. She said, Oh, I'm sorry you're going through that. And that's the last I heard from her. Jagger also explained that he and Kylie's dad had taught her previously how to get out of, quote, sticky situations, and Jagger doesn't see Kylie doing anything that would put her life at risk. Though, as we know, things can happen anyway, at no fault of the victim. That night, Jagger texted Kylie to be safe and to not do anything stupid. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s. In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test. While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. With how busy our schedules are, Heath and I are constantly ordering food and groceries from DoorDash. It just saves us a ton of time when we can't run to the store for ingredients or don't feel like cooking and want delicious takeout instead. But delivery fees can definitely add up, and this is why we have Dash Pass by DoorDash. Dash Pass is an exclusive membership from DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders as well as member-only deals and discounts. Which is why DashPass is the most affordable way to get anything and everything you need delivered right to your door, and fast, for just $9.99 a month. Which means DoorDash quickly pays for itself in just two orders on average. So whether you order every day or just a couple of times a month, 
you'll save with DashPass. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hours before the party... Everything had been normal. Kylie and her friend Kate made creme brulee together, and Kate has since stated, quote, I don't think she ran away or anything. I would have noticed if something was slightly off. And as we mentioned, police don't believe this either, which is why they have put so much time and energy into finding her. Over the past 10 days since she went missing, over 100 volunteers have stepped in daily to help in the search. As shared on the Placer Sheriff's Office Twitter account the day before we're recording this, nearly 13,000 cumulative hours have been put into the case by law enforcement officers, as well as two dive teams have searched the nearby waters, and three air searches have been done. When Kylie was last seen, she had long blonde hair that was styled down, hazel eyes, she stood at 5'7", weighed 118 pounds, had a nose piercing, a belly button piercing, and ear piercings. She had a tattoo of the number 17 on her ribs and was again seen wearing a black spaghetti strap bodysuit, green Dickies pants, and black Vans. And we posted photos of the surveillance uh, photograph, of just photos of her in general, etc. If you guys want to go look at those on our socials, our Instagram is at Going West Podcast, Twitter at Going West Pod, and we're also on Facebook. And also make sure that you share those photos and yes. get those photos out there. Yeah, and especially share her missing poster, which we're also going to put on our pages for you to repost or post on your own, because um, that has all the information about her like in one post. So on the evening of Friday, August 5th, 2022, during the time that Kylie was at the party, Truckee was between uh, about like 63 degrees Fahrenheit and 57 degrees Fahrenheit and dropping as the night continued or 17 degrees Celsius and 14 degrees Celsius. So it wasn't freezing by any means, but a fairly brisk night, you know, under 60 degrees, especially since Kylie was wearing that spaghetti strap bodysuit. So I could definitely see her getting a little chilly. So due to this, she borrowed someone's dark gray Lana Del Rey hooded sweatshirt 
And the lyrics on the sweatshirt said, you don't want to be forgotten. You just want to disappear, which is honestly kind of eerie. Very eerie. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's just a lyric from one of her songs. But um, she was reportedly wearing this at some point in the evening. But as of the evening before we're recording this, the Placer County Sheriff's Office released that she also could have been wearing a different borrowed hoodie, which was an Odd Future hooded sweatshirt that was white and said Odd Future all over it in like pink bubbly letters. So the police received a video where she was seen at the party wearing it, but it's unclear if she kept it on the whole night and was actively wearing it when she went missing. And again, we'll give you the details of her car. It's a silver 2013 Honda CRV with license plates 8YUR127. So 8YUR127. And she had uh, like a ram head sticker on the back window of the car as well. So that would kind of help you uh, pinpoint it if you are in the area or if you live in California at all and can just keep an eye out. Yeah, absolutely. So from the beginning, her parents were really pushing for an Amber Alert to be put out on Kylie to help spread the word locally and beyond, since to this day, both she and her car have not been found. But there are certain rules for Amber Alerts to be published. And first of all, for those of you who don't know, an Amber Alert is an emergency child abduction alert, and they're put out and everyone within a certain geographical area will get a loud alert on their phone with basic details of the child abduction. But for Kylie's case, police still haven't been able to officially rule her case an abduction since there just is not enough evidence. So although they have said multiple times that they are treating her case like an abduction and unfortunately think that that's what likely happened, they can't send out an Amber Alert until they have more evidence to prove that this is definitely what's going on. And that is a requirement for an Amber Alert to be issued, for law enforcement to confirm that it's actually an abduction. Just over a week after 16-year-old Kylie Rodney went missing, a tip came in about a possible burial site, and police rushed to check it out. So, of course, they're hoping it wasn't her, as they've been pushing to find her alive, but considering the location, they wondered if it could be her after all. So this potential burial site was located near the campground and a search and rescue ground team were the ones to find it on Saturday, August 13th, 2022. The FBI secured the scene alongside the Placer and Nevada County Sheriff's offices, but after a thorough investigation, FBI agents uncovered that it was a burial site, but what was buried there wasn't Kylie or even a human. It was the remains of a dog. That same day, Kylie's loved ones organized a concert in her honor as a way to just spread awareness, receive donations, and thank the community and volunteers for their help in the search. And this event took place from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, and they called it Country for Kylie. So this is really all the information that's been released to the public at this point, making now a good time to dive a little deeper into what could have happened to Kylie. Considering that this case is so new and there's virtually no evidence of anything, it's very hard to speculate. But let's think about what we know happened and talk about what's going around people's heads here. So I think the abduction theory makes a lot of sense, unfortunately, of course, and 
I definitely understand why this is where police's heads are at. And the issue with this case is there were so many freaking people at that party and many people that were unknown to a lot of the partygoers. Because according to attendees, there were people from all over Northern California, like even from the Bay Area, so about three hours away, they people from the Bay Area were coming in for this. You know, not that taking a weekend road trip isn't unheard of, but that's pretty far to just attend this like random party. And as I briefly mentioned earlier, flyers for this party were even posted in Reno, Nevada, which is only 30 minutes away, but still it's across state lines. So if someone had their eye on Kylie that night, it seems it would have been easy for an abduction to occur without anyone paying attention or even knowing who was behind it since there were so many random ass people here. Yeah, the the hardest thing about this, or I guess the scariest part is that, like you said, there were people who were older in their late 20s who were attending this high school party. Yeah, it's creepy. Which is very creepy. Um, and I don't know, you know, like you said, how many people actually knew the older people that were at that party. Right. And what I would love to know, I haven't been able to find a photo of the flyer, but I'd love to know if it was advertised as a high school party or if it was advertised as an end of school party or an end of summer party or like what it was called. Because I don't know, I, I think it's weird anytime if uh, older, like late twenties or beyond, or partying with freaking high schoolers. Like, yeah, I, think I mean, that's so weird. Yeah, just imagine if the flyer literally said like end of end of school high school party. Like, yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm 29. I'm gonna hit that. Like, yeah. okay, you fucking creep. Yeah, that's pretty fucking creepy. But uh, we don't know. Maybe it was just advertised as a campground party, and sure, you know, BYOB, whatever the hell. And a bunch of people just came, but there was a lot of older people and there's a ton of people in different forums saying that parties in this area can, uh, you know, often attract just a lot of creeps because of its more ruralness that it feels like maybe the kind of place where you could think you could get away with something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it, the strangest thing is that like that a simple high school party somehow gained that much attention yeah as far as you know san francisco and you know nevada yeah it's i mean it's insane so that's why i'm like how many flyers were put out how did word spread so fast like what was being advertised you know yeah so also considering again how many strangers were at this party it's not out of line to ponder if someone had their eye on her However, a lot of locals are questioning Kylie's friends, particularly Sammy, like I mentioned, and not necessarily saying she was behind it, but that she's not being completely honest. And I, I can't speak to that. I'm just, again, telling you what I'm hearing. I'm well, telling you what I'm reading. Going back to that one friend who said that she was only there for about 10 minutes and about five guys were forcing bong rips down her throat, mm -hmm. that gives me a really bad feeling in itself. Yeah. So I, I just keep thinking about that scenario. Oh, yeah, I totally hear you. It's And that's why police are really trying to get any photo or video they can from this night, which we can imagine a ton of videos and photos were taking considering there's hundreds of youths. Yeah, we live in the age phones. of social media. Yeah, so. this was last week. So obviously everybody's probably posting their stuff, but police are having a hard time getting these videos and that's why they want to see these they want to see what the hell was actually going on at this party and who was actually at this party exactly so as we know kylie was last seen at about 12 30 a.m and her phone was turned off at 12 33 a.m 
Considering it's still unknown if the call to Sammy actually occurred at 12.36 a.m., we're just going to assume that what police say about her phone going off at 12.33 a.m. is true. With this information, we just have to wonder what happened within those minutes that Kylie was last seen and her phone went dead. Was she offered a ride by someone? Was someone in her car? Was she ambushed? So the first thing that I thought of with this case, with this detail, is the killer in the backseat urban legend. Like, we know she had been in and out of her car that evening, charging her phone with Sammy. So I just wonder if someone had ill intentions, they'd been watching her, they snuck into her car, and then ambushed her when she got inside. Because this could explain something potentially happening to her so quickly, but this could also be a bit of a stretch. What do you think? I mean, uh, it seems like that would maybe be more of a stretch, but I mean, who knows? And I don't mean like, like that she's a part of an urban legend. I just, I know that urban legend. So it just came to my mind of, of was somebody in her car that wanted to do something bad to her. And then, you know, also what comes to mind for me is the Naomi Irion case. Yep. Where someone just got into her car and drove off with her in it. Yeah, and so, yep, exactly. See, anything like that can happen. So, just like that, like you're saying, what if somebody followed her to her car, forced her in her own passenger seat or something, and then drove her away from the area? Yeah. And she's intoxicated, she's young, and who knows who this person could have been if this happened. So, but I, I don't think that's too too unlikely no i don't think that that scenario is too far-fetched um i think what's likely going to happen is the more that these videos are found from the party and the more uh details we have that come out in the following days and weeks the more we're going to be able to put you know these these pieces of this puzzle together but it's so hard because it's so early right now i know and that's why it's it's tough. So we almost covered this last week, and I'm like, I, I, I want, we want to come out with the episode to help spread the word, but it's also like we want to be able to give proper information. And you want to give the most up-to-date information. Yeah, right. So, of course, we will be doing an update episode surely pretty soon as more comes out. But like we said, right now, this is the most up-to-date. But let's talk more about the whole, like, getting a ride from someone aspect or being forced into her own car. So the idea that she was offered a ride by someone would make sense, but we know that her car left the campground. So did someone else offer to drive her car possibly? Or like you mentioned, was she forced into the passenger seat? Somebody forced her to be a passenger in her own car? Like that kind of yeah. thing? Like. It would have been pretty easy last minute for someone to kind of swoop in and say, hey, Kylie, want me to drive you home? Especially because we know that she was intoxicated and she was visibly intoxicated, like she was stumbling around. But they probably would have had to have taken her car unless they returned for it later. So something that would help to know would be if anyone saw her car leaving at all or if anyone remembers it being there later than like 1 a.m. But what would also be good to know is where her car was. Was it pulled right up to the campground? Was it parked a little ways away in a dark area where someone could be lurking since naturally a bunch of people would be parked there for this party? Yeah, that's definitely something that's in my mind. I think no matter what, 
the most important thing, obviously, is finding Kylie, but definitely finding her car. Yes. Because that's the biggest thing is not only do we have a missing person, we have her car is missing as well. Oh, yeah. And I feel like if you find her car, you can you can potentially find fingerprints oh, or more evidence. Oh, we can determine evidence. so much. Yeah, it's going to help us put these pieces together. And also, I know a bunch of you are probably wondering a little bit more about the scene of the party and the lighting since it was dark. So... You know, California has a lot of fire bans. Like here in L.A., we can't have a fire in our backyard even if right. we wanted to. Um, so there's a lot of fire bans and restrictions here in California. And so does this area of Tahoe and Truckee naturally because it's so, you know, rural especially. That's fire, very, wildfires yeah, can start. It's very lush. Yeah. So having a bonfire would have been a no-go. And there's almost no light pollution either. So it would have been very dark in this area in the first place, though uh, we did read that there were like string lights in the trees that lit up this area and that maybe people use their car headlights to light up the area too. But there were string lights in the trees. So there's light here. I mean, that's how we used to do it in, in like the rural backwoods parties we would just turn on our headlights. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But this one in particular, they did have the string lights. But I'm uh, me and you and everybody else, I think, is just wondering where were the cars? Where was her car parked? Yeah, because I think that makes a big difference here, you know, considering, like you said, if the car is 100 yards away opposed to 100 feet away. Yeah. Did she have to take a long walk by herself to her car where somebody could have done something? Yeah. It matters. And obviously, since she had been drinking, one might ponder if she was involved in a car accident and and someone possibly covered something up. Her getting into an accident doesn't make sense because there would have been evidence of one in that area. Even a small piece of her car still in the road or broken glass or just something. Oh, absolutely. There, I mean, when you get in a car accident, there's so many little tiny pieces of uh, a bunch of stuff. So right, it right. would have made, would have been evidence for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but with this thought comes the theory that she was involved in a car accident, but it was fatal, and her car just hasn't been found yet. Someone in a Reddit thread on this case mentioned a different case, the disappearance of Zachary Wilkes. Now, he was a 27-year-old man who went missing in Lompoc, California, which is located on the central California coast. And this happened while he was driving to Las Vegas to visit friends and family. After a year and a half of wondering what could have possibly happened to him, in October of 2019, a wreckage was found along Highway 166 in dense brush, just 100 or so feet off of this road. So what happened was he was involved in a major collision on his way to Las Vegas, but his car wasn't immediately found because it was camouflaged in this dense brush. Once an autopsy was conducted, the remains were confirmed to be his, but a cause of death could not be determined. Now, the reason I bring this up is because this definitely could have happened with Kylie. But at the same time, a massive search has been going on every day since she went missing, and likely a larger search than what was done for Zachary. So we'll just have to see how the search continues to go before we can rule anything out. Yeah, I think that's a good case to bring up just as an example to show people this can happen. Um, And I think it definitely could have happened to her, especially knowing how intoxicated she was and maybe her phone was got damaged in this accident. But you're right. There has been a really big search of this area. So where would this have happened? Yeah, and also one thing to consider is that there's been a lot of cases where 
someone accidentally drives off the road into a pond, a river, a lake, and mm -hmm. such, and their car is not found for decades. Yes. And we've seen this recently happen. There's actually an organization in Oregon who goes out and they find these wrecks that are in these waters after like 30 years. Yeah, there was one recently. I don't know if it was in Oregon, but we got... I think it was in Idaho, actually. Oh, really? I see. I can't remember the details of the case. I just remember we were tagged so much in it. But there wasn't... We didn't cover it or look into it deeper because there was no foul play suspected. It was just, you know, they likely had just gotten into an accident and unfortunately went to the bottom of this body of water and, like you said, weren't found for a very long time. But at that time, when that person went missing, they probably weren't assuming, oh, they just got into an accident. They're thinking anything could have happened because they're gone. Like, them and their car are gone. So, I, I, I don't want... I hope this is not the scenario in the case, but you, we do have to think about it in terms of it could be a possibility. Well, right, and that's what they thought about Zachary as well. Actually, I noticed the Vanished podcast did an episode about him in 2019, months before his remains were found, thinking he could have been met with foul play. And this does happen in disappearance cases where we're all speculating that it was foul play and it was simply just a very tragic accident. Yes. So this could have happened with Kylie, but right now the police are fully believing that she was unfortunately likely abducted and we're just hoping that they can find her alive. So at this point today, over 1,200 tips have come into police and the Rodney family has raised the $50,000 reward to $75,000 and it may even rise from that. And this is a reward, you know, if anybody comes forward with any key information that actually brings them to Kylie or helps them find Kylie, you know, they will get that reward. And between this and the massive efforts that Kylie's family is making to find her just goes to show you how much they want her back safe and sound in their arms. Police are currently trying to get their hands on every photo and video taken the night of the party in hopes of piecing together clues regarding Kylie's disappearance. And they even created a place where people can anonymously upload photos or videos from that night or of Kylie or anything helpful to the investigation. And that's Linktree, Linktree slash Placer Sheriff with one F. But the actual spelled out version of that is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash P-L-A-C-E-R-S-H-E-R-I-F. If you go to that link, you can find a bunch of other links that can help you anonymously give a tip. And if you have one, please, please do that. It could really, really help. And there is certainly information that police have not released as they're still receiving hundreds of tips every day and are actively questioning people and searching on the ground and in the air for Kylie Rodney. If you have any information about Kylie's disappearance, Again, you can remain anonymous. Police just need all the help they can get. So please visit the link I just said or call the Placer County Sheriff's Office tip line at 530-581-6230 or email the tip to sheriff underscore Tahoe invest tips at placer.ca.gov.
Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And on Friday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. Please send in tips if you have them. They're actually receiving tips from all over the country, which, and in other countries, which maybe is muddying the investigation if she didn't go that far. But, um, you know, tips matter. So please do that. And also, I forgot to mention in the end of the episode, there is a GoFundMe, which we will link in the description of this episode if you guys want to help. And please just spread the word, spread the episode, spread her missing poster, and help find Kylie Rodney. And all my Californians and beyond, please remember that Kylie's car was a silver 2013 Honda CRV with license plates 8YUR127. It's very important. Keep an eye out and please, please share this story. Yes, and remember her car did have a Ram Head sticker on the back window. We're going to be posting photos by the time you're hearing this. We have already posted photos on our Instagrams of her car, Instagram and social medias of her car. So uh, please have a look. Also, if you live in Oregon or Nevada, anywhere really, especially in the West, please go take a look and keep an eye out on the road because finding her car is super vital to finding Kylie. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.